Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Brown University investigating threats of violence sent to Hillel officials. Two officials of Brown, a Jewish life center serving both Brown University and Rhode Island School of Design, were sent violent threats early Sunday morning. That's according to a report. Well, we've chatted to him a number of times before. He's Professor Bill Colbrenner. He's a professor of English at Barilan University, and we have been following this conversation, this subject, with him. A very good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, Albert. Okay, there we go. We're going to give it a I'm try. I'm not on your Zoom yet. I'm just talking through my phone, so that's... Oh, I see. Is that why? So we'll give it a try. If it doesn't work, then we'll, uh, I'll tell, we'll, we'll come back to our listeners whilst we connect you to another source. So let's just talk about this Brown University threat. It, it really shouldn't come as much of yeah. a surprise to us, should it? No. Well, you know, Howard, I, I yeah. think we've been, we've been, we've, we've been watching the, the development of, of anti-Semitism on campus, and I think this is just another example of it. I, I, I think, really, the, the hypocrisy is extraordinary in this case. The president of the university has a history of anti-Semitism. There was a, uh, a, a, uh, a call that she made for wearing symbols of, of religion on campus, and she wrote the script out and it included Jewish students wearing a yarmulke and uh, Muslims wearing a hijab. That was, the, that was the scripted text that she wrote. And when she came to give the speech, she excluded the Jewish student with the yarmulke. And afterwards, she said, oh, it was just an oversight. And, uh, and this is really the tragedy, Howard, that a parent of the Jewish student at Brown University said, oh, it's understandable. We can understand how this happened. It's it's really extraordinary that uh, um, Jews themselves are willing to tokenize themselves and see themselves as victims of anti-Semitism and just give it a pass because that's really just so much what we're used to. Um, extraordinary, really, Howard. I, I think the situation on campus is is one where we first of all have to protect our students in America. We've talked, I think, in the past about Maslow's Pyramid, and mm. the very bottom of that pyramid is just safety for Jewish students. And university presidents have not have not acted to protect Jewish students. There should be organizations, the ADL, I think the ADL, actually, we spoke about this last time, did issue a call to protect students on campus, but that is not happening across the board. And it seems that it's okay to talk about freedom of religion when it comes to Palestinians. It's okay to talk about violence against students when it's against Palestinians. But Jews are just, we, we, this is something we're used to. And the response of the parent, I think, is very, very telling. That the parent just says, well, it's okay, we're used to it. Um, America, I, 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 I wish I had more optimists about the future. There's a, a wonderful book written by an Israeli author called Badenheim 1939. Um, it's about a spy in Austria right before World War II, Jews at the spa. And until the Nazis are at the gates of the spa, they are in total denial. And I'm afraid that's what's happening in America today. People are in total denial about what's, what's happening. And, and uh, somebody has to stand up and, and fight for Jewish students. It, it remains to be seen whether that's going to happen or not. I, I haven't seen 
Jewish leadership um, really insisting upon this safety for Jewish students on campus. It's such a fascinating, um, it's so interesting because it's almost a microcosm. I wonder if as a Jewish community in general, and I see it here in South Africa, that I wonder if we aren't sometimes too understanding as well, where, where an olive well, it's not even an olive branch, where some form of uh, reconciliation in terms of maybe uh, maybe government or, you know, that, that, that we sometimes see. And, and we leap to it and we say, yes, you know, thank you. We understand your position. And, and we sell ourselves short because we're so desperate to be accepted and we're so uh-huh. desperate not to live in this conflict that we allow and enable uh, the excuses and perhaps enable anti-Semites rather than stopping them in their tracks. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I understand, Howard. You know, when is the last time you took an international flight? I mean, we are so used to going into airports and finding ourselves at the last gate in the terminal yeah. and mm-hmm. with armed guards around us. What other people does that? I, I'm just watching this new BBC show about the the Challenger dis- or the Columbia disaster. Mm. Ilan Ramon was on that flight. Mm. Do you know how much extra security, this was in 2003, how much extra security they needed because they had a Jew on the flight? This is just what we accept. And I think what's happening, one of the things we, uh, a friend of mine in Shul said to me, um, our problem with the Palestinians in the Arab world is we didn't just realize they're going like everybody else. And I hate to sound like my great uncle Morty, mm. um, who used to say that at the Passover table. And I used to look at such contempt with him when he spoke about going. But he was so close to the Holocaust that he realized that he understood Jewish history. And I think we are seeing now Jewish history just repeat itself in a different way. And Americans are so much out of history. They have not. Jews in America have been out of outside of history since the end of World War II. And we thought, wow, this is great. We are now in Goshen. We are now in the Promised Land. But guess what? Goshen was a temporary stay for Jews in Egypt. And now we're finding ourselves back in history, just like those Jews in Badenheim 1939. But we are in denial. And that is a terrible, terrible thing. And I really fear for the American Jewish community. Um, Europeans are different. I'm sure South Africans are different. Obviously, Israelis are different. Mm, mm. We have a sense of being in history. Amer- Americans are in terrible, terrible trouble now because they are well, in denial. I was just there. Yeah. Um, and the burden of distance that all Jews feel from what's happening in Israel, and especially non-affiliated Jews, who really look at what look at Israelis with uh, surprise, contempt, anger. I'm even speaking about members in my, my own family mm. who have no identification with the Jewish people. And because of that, are, are automatically internalizing what you're talking about, Howard. This well, it's, it's so interesting. We have taken it's, it on upon us. Yeah, and that's just, we, it, just what we expect. That's, it, it's reminding me of Shalom Auslander's book, Hope, A Tragedy. Mm. And I don't, I don't know if you ever read it. Mm. it, it, it was so, it's so interesting. And it, the, the protagonist talks about he looks for a home. He's obviously Jewish. He looks for a place in the United States mm. to live with his family where, or his wife where there is no history. He, he, he's too burdened by history. And, and in fact, and, and history is just too much for him to cope with. And ironically, it turns out that the very house he chooses um, has 
has Anne Frank living in the in the attic. Uh, so history is in fact living within him and within this home. I mean, that, that's where I'm assuming this message is. Anne Frank has survived the war. She doesn't know how to move forward either. Uh, it, it, it's just so interesting. And he talks about this this duality of trying to remove yourself from history, but you actually take it with you wherever you go. So, uh, indeed, this is... Yes, I, I Sorry. think, I think mm-hmm. Howard... His, uh, yeah, Howard, I, I think history is a, a burden, but it's also an opportunity and a blessing. And I think, Howard, listen, you're an example of this. You have stepped up during this time. You have faced the responsibility that history places upon us. And I think that's all that we have to do. What we all have to do in our mm, own way mm. is find a way to be responsible to this moment. And that will mean different things for different people. Absolutely right. But being yeah. responsible to this moment means somehow finding a way to support the people of Israel, strengthen the people of Israel. And why I love coming on your show, Howard, because you do it every day. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for that. It is 8.30. Uh, Professor Bill Colbrenner chatting to us about what's going on at uh, on American campuses and so much more.